0: Welcome to a bonus late week, championship week edition of the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Papa John's. We did this a lot during the regular season when I was in studio for NFL Total Access before hitting the road for our eight regular season Thursday night football games. And I did a couple podcasts a week, so I figured now that I'm back in studio getting ready for Championship Sunday, a six-hour pregame show, why don't you? Uh, I figured let's, uh, let's talk about the uh, four games, the four teams, pardon me, the two teams, two games still remaining in the National Football League playoffs and i've got uh, coming up later moose johnston and trent green will join me together as uh those uh two former warriors from the football field will give us their thoughts on what happens this weekend but right now from nfl network and fox i'm going to give us top billing jake laser welcome back to the podcast you know
1: you're lucky that i am a return guest here because why a lot of you know a lot of people just see the rich eyes and they see it, you know at home and see on television Mm -hmm. commercials, Verizon commercials, whatnot. But what a lot of people don't know about you is that you're a tie stealer. That's not true. He is wearing my tie That's that I true. left here. That's not true. It's a beautiful tie I've had for a couple of years. Well, first of so, all, first e- of either all. Either that or we have the same taste. Now, Rich, Rich, which is worse? Which is more offensive well, would, to you?
0: What's well, uh, more offensive to me is being accused of being sticky-fingered <laughs> about a tie, okay? Hey, hey, hey Listen. The tie fits. Listen, listen, the tie does fit, first of all, because it's mine. <laughs> it's 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 a Canali tie, yes. okay? And uh, That's the
1: difference. You're right, it is, because mine's a finale. I got it on 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so totally you got difference. it off the back totally of a di- Yeah, yeah. I got it for my buddy in the Bronx. Right. Totally and difference. plus, it's amazing blue bad.
0: tie. I got this yeah. because <laughs> it's my school colors. <laughs> and I chose it today. And little did I know that you would accuse me mm-hmm. of actually stealing I'll your I'll stuff. Oh, yeah. You, out. you but, know how I feel. But also, you're, you're an East Coaster just like me. Right. You know, if you snooze, you lose. If you leave it, it becomes community property. Is that what it Certainly, is? Certainly. That's I not the way it is at Fox. I can't wait for you. Any television studio I've ever worked in, that if you leave something, Something lying around for I can't a week wait for or two lose. weeks. You, leave your wallet on your desk. Becomes hey, you it becomes community property. So if I leave it for a week or two weeks, you you may have whatever's in there because I'm hopefully uh, I'm probably going right to so shuffle it off this continue. mortal coil. <laughs> all right, let's talk about. Uh, I don't know what I want to talk about with you, and it, other than because I'm going to leave the playoffs to the other guys. I want to talk about all the other stuff playoffs? going on right now. I want to talk about all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, since because a lot of the stuff falls by the wayside because of the playoff games. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins with you to start off. Is there a problem moving forward because of what happened with the Harbaugh dalliance? Is there, or, or time will heal all wounds and Spirano and, and Ross mm-hmm. and uh, Ireland will all be able to work together moving
1: Here's, forward? Well, if they win, they'll all be able to work together. Here's the problem. Is there still hurt feelings there? Yeah. And I would say rightfully so. And I've talked to a lot of parties in this where, you know, there's no book. Mm-hmm. Especially for a young owner, head coach, GM, how to deal with things like this. So, really, what should have happened is right off the bat, because Jeff Ireland did go to bat constantly for Tony Sperano. Problem was, Tony was left out in the dark in it. He didn't know. But Jeff did. He constantly said it. Uh, and Stephen to Ross. Who? To, to Stephen to Ross, Stephen R- 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 right. He constantly said it. But it's not, you know, what, he, what really needed to happen is hey, and it's for every young GM, they should take the, take a page of this mm-hmm. and, and really help. Help them learn from this is mm-hmm. you go, and again, it's not an exact science, but right off the bat, you go and you say, Hey, uh, Tony, I'm in a bad situation here. I work for the owner, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. What do I do? What's going to make you comfortable? What do I do? Because you're my guy. I would like to stay close to him so I can get in your back. But also make sure that you talk to Tony five times a day. You know, make sure he's not reading stuff. in the So Tony was
0: out. just, he was out. There was, there was nothing Sometimes he was,
1: going on and, and, between and upper management and him. But also I think Tony got a little upset too and said, I don't want to hear from anybody anymore. So I just think, you know, basically it all lies on the owner, Stephen Ross. Right. You don't go and dance with another dance partner mm-hmm. when you already got somebody on the dance floor. You did, don't do that. Did Jim Harbaugh take a hit in the coaching fraternity? By, yeah, by talking I think so. yeah, absolutely. No doubt. about it. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. Just like you saw these other names. Are, you don't do that. We've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was on the show earlier this year when Cower with his wish list or whatever. Did he really do don't... that? Because he said he, 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 he no, has he didn't completely say he didn't, was, backed off. He didn't say that, he did. didn't have a, well, first of all, it took him a week. And, and I, hey, I would hope that he didn't, but. That day, he should have come out and said, it right. "Absolutely not, mm-hmm. no." Because you don't do that. You just when another man has a job, mm-hmm. you never talk about that guy's gig. Well, it's funny, it's
0: funny. A lot of players around here that are analysts uh, found it interesting in the fact that people are so up in arms about. You never talk about another coach's job unless it's free. Yeah, right, but they talk about players a Yeah, but it's players. It's totally you, could bring, you could bring kickers in. You could bring receivers in. You coaches. could draft. You could draft other players. I mean, coaches do that all the time. But coaches also
1: don't make fifty-six million bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just—it's different. It's a different. It's a different animal because there is just respect amongst the coaching fraternity right. where the players, they right. want to take other players' jobs. Mm-hmm. They want somebody, so I want to get that. You know, it's different. It's mm-hmm. a totally different dichotomy. I thought John
0: Fox was supposed to wind up in Cleveland. At least that was Who the narrative. That? I, 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 that's the narrative that everyone was talking
1: about. No. That was never really – Yeah, I mean, he uh, was – That they was the did. whole thought is that he was clearly know, out Heckern in right. I don't think Mike Holmgren, Mike Holmgren wanted an offensive guy. Here's what I know. Mike Holmgren wanted – a guy who's going to be able to work with Colt McCoy, and that's where Pat Shermer comes in. They want to make Colt the guy. Pat Shermer's done great, obviously, with Sam Bradford, did great with Kevin Cobb. He wanted a guy who's going to be able to come in here and make Colt McCoy you know, somewhat of a star, if you will, at least a consistent So Colt's the guy.
0: Colt's the guy.
1: Colt's the guy. That was their intention here. They wanted to get an offensive guy. I know I think that Mike could really help as well. I think Mike misses kind of that mentorship role, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mangini was never, ever Tom Heckert, Mm-hmm. Mike Holmgren's kind of cat. They liked him.
0: Mm-hmm. Personally, mm-hmm. they liked him. Mm-hmm.
1: Football-wise, it just
0: didn't mesh. How about uh, Gruden? How close was he to, to coming out of the Monday night booth? I've never heard. I show? didn't hear any place. Not a thing. Uh, not even Not a thing. Huh?
1: And even in San Francisco, they kept hearing, nope. You know, I just never heard that either. You know, they linked him to Miami. And, again, I right. – I would hope that that wasn 't true that he didn't I would hope that he did not talk to Stephen Ross and people around him say no it 's not true he did not talk to him again the reports that he did I would think that he would I would hope that he wouldn't
0: right and uh, and and Minnesota and Dallas removing uh, the interim tags how much of that has was cba related do you think and well, instead of instead of going out and getting A big splashy guy. That helped with Garrett.
1: That helped with Garrett. But Garrett also did what they wanted him to all along, which was win five games. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case with Leslie Frazier. Mm -hmm. Leslie Frazier, what happened there is everybody was so beat up from the Brad Childress era, if you will. The fear of the ownership was, I mean, Leslie Frazier is. One of the sweetest guys you ever meet. Right. Great guy. He's never going to do something. He's never going to cut a guy and then call the owners later. Okay, you're never going to have that. So their fear was. <laughs> Nor will
0: a player go to the owner and say you got to get rid of this right. guy
1: either. So, so their so. their fear was that if you bring somebody else in that they don't know who knows what that guy becomes. And mm-hmm. maybe he becomes another Brad Childress. With Leslie, they are already comfortable with him. The players like him a lot. Uh, you know, the players have an awful lot of respect for him. So in that respect, it's not the CBA. It was really about Leslie, more mm-hmm. than the CBA. Now, in Dallas, again, it's a lot It's a lot about Jason Garrett. But I was always told, I mean, I put it out on Fox NFL Sunday, like in week five, I think, mm-hmm. that this year, I'm being told inside of Dallas, this year is different than any other, or, you yeah, uh, whatever, it was early. Mm-hmm. But this year... It's unlike any other year because of the CBA, Dallas was nervous that we fire somebody and we hire an outsider, and hey, obviously the Jones boys are, are very up to the minute of yes. what's going on with the uh, the CBA and whatnot. If we, we don't have labor peace until sometime in September, yeah. you have two or three weeks to uh, to really deal with your, your your personnel, and that is not ideal.
0: I've been trying to avoid the subject all year long on my podcast, and I think I've done a very good job of doing that because I want to live in uh, Never LeBron? Neverland. No, oh. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, I'm taking my <laughs> talents somewhere else, Jim. I want to let you know. Uh, no, it's, I want to live in Never Neverland as much as possible. Someone from the union called me up and said, hey, how about – Oh, you know, we we come on your podcast and we talk oh. a little bit about the CBA, and 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 and, and, hell and no. I, I'm I'm completely up for doing that. But at this point in
1: time, I I don't think fans really want to know. Oh, is he said she said right now? Well, yeah, I agree with you. Don't your fans don't want to hear that? That's you know it, it, you know do I mean? scare the hell out of. But them.
0: the whole thing is is it, at what point do we get concerned? March fifth is that what is even, that, even he, no, You want know to get or, concerned? Yeah. You get concerned in July. Right now I don't no, get no, no. Well, Hey, well, wait a minute now. If if nothing's done in March, right. okay? Then if, if 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 they let this thing go and they don't solve it by the time it's expired, mm-hmm. then then the whole off-season is completely changed. Nothing's going to get is. done. Nothing's going to get done until until the beginning of the season or right on the verge of it. And what that does
1: no, no, that's, not, that's me, not true. That's not true. What, what if you get a deal done somewhere point? in between there? But what would my, be the pressure point to get something my, done well, in the middle? There's going to be an awful lot of players are going to go, wait a minute, we're missing out on free agency. We didn't have this, we didn't have that. Uh, you know, but here's the thing there's so much mm-hmm. he said, she said. There's so much other angles being brought in, different strategies. I think you would you would alarm mm-hmm. your listeners. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm only, like, even me, I'm. I'm tackling it here and there, but mm-hmm. I think we're so far away because we haven't come to the 13th hour yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, well, It's do,
0: a 13th hour league. That, that's no exactly
1: doubt. what it is. So I no think question. right now, all you're going to do, if you have one side on, you're going to get the other side on. No, 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 and then I don't you're wanna, just, they're exactly. slinging mud. Fact, that's, that's not this are. This
0: is the most I've talked about, actually, Good. All year. Can we talk about LeBron? Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. In Washington, D.C., what do you think is going to happen moving forward there? Who do they get at quarterback? Is there going to be some sort of – uh, pressure from above with the Shanahan's and and uh, Bruce Allen, or or, or is Mr. Snyder really just hands off in the way that we've no. never really seen him being?
1: He is, but but I know that he and, and Bruce Allen were not happy about the Donovan handling at all. Would you be if suddenly I gave you another three and a half million bucks? Absolutely not. And you did the same thing? No question. No. 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 Um, you know, I would think that they would, you know, go and look to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, But, again, see, the problem with Washington, it's a place where, you know, you got to win now in Washington, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in that division. So what are they going to do? Because
0: Rex is clearly not it. No, Rex is not it. And and, and, he may be the backup to Mm -hmm. whoever they bring in.
1: There's no he turned way. out to be a very good backup this year, better than I than I think mm-hmm. we expected. Rex has been our punching bag for a long time. He actually, I got to give him credit, he did well, but he's not your 16 game answer. No. Well, there's no question he's not. And right. and uh, and and even
0: when him performing in the last three weeks of a season, right. that's still not the the cauldron of the season when the horse is already out of the barn. You're not playing for the playoffs or anything like that. I what, don't what know do who, they, I, what I don't do know they, they do. I mean, I can't answer the question right now because I've been racking my brains about where. They're going to, because there is no way McNabb's going back there. No. Right? Okay. No. There's no way that bygones are bygones no. around June and July. Okay. But also, so, he's so not going to suddenly, Kyle Shattahan's not going to suddenly love the guy. No. Right. No. And and, no. and vice versa as well. Yeah. But you see, but Donovan. And what, he, was, and what was Donovan doing letting, with, the, with the agent talking? That's my, of, that was my problem. What was with stand all up that. For his,
1: It's like, you know, I said on this show, it's like the little kid at the playground who somebody keeps picking on him and picking on, him, and you want him to stand up for himself. Well, after. You know, you keep, they keep picking on him. Finally, you kind of lose interest. You know, right. you know what? If he's not going to stand up for himself, we're done. Kick his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever. Right, right. And that's what happened with Donovan. Donovan, mm-hmm. just let's see who you are. Stand up for yourself. Donovan has toughness in him. Stand up for yourself. Don't let your agent fight your battles, mm-hmm. you fight your damn
0: battles. So then the Vikings are going to be in, in the market for quarterback, correct? Vikings will be, Okay, uh, the 49ers are going to be mm-hmm. in the market for quarterback as Alex Smith Arizona. is gone. Arizona's Miami. in the market for quarterback. Mi- Miami's not going to stick with Chad Henney. I don't, Definitely I, not. I, I, well, I mean, Dayball's coming in there, the new offensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I know Chad Pennington said that he's hoping to come back, but that that's a long I shot. Would, you
1: know, I would take a, if I was Washington, I'd look at a guy like Chad Pennington. If Would you? I mean, yeah, the I guy like that's, uh,
0: Listen, I love him. Yeah, I so love I. him. He's got it. He always it. has it. No, he's a winner. He's got that's it. it. He he's got winner. it. But he got breathed He got breathed on in his, yeah, his I know, shoulder. I know. Like that's popped the Popped out I know. of his socket. And, I and also, mean, they so, really
1: don't have a lot of talent around. They cannot... They cannot... Washington they gotta cannot
0: it. put their eggs in the basket no. of a, an, uh, an injury-marred quarterback. No, but I'd like to see them get him over there proven. to help, you know, put him
1: behind Rex, get somebody
0: else in so there. So who goes, who goes to Washington? you got the Minnesota, is the N- the San Francisco, uh, Arizona is in the market see, for a quarterback. they don't
1: run the type of offense Donovan really, you know, Donovan's type
0: of offense. Where do you so, think Vince goes? That's, see, that's Tennessee a, might be in the market for a quarterback. That's right, but that's
1: the guy right there, okay? If I'm whoever, okay? And I have a coach that I, that you know will mesh well with him. The problem with Vince in Tennessee, mm-hmm. right, is basically he just he wasn't a grown-up. You know, and there were a lot of things. You remember um, the bye week? I had a report on Fox that some players were a little miffed that he didn't stay behind. and right. And, and uh,
0: we and the frustrated name. him that he didn't rehab. The, and, right? and, then, and then when he was, the, he was the number two in that game in Miami, and then he didn't come out and test it out beforehand. Right.
1: And, and but, here, but here's the thing, okay? Jeff Fisher, coaches over there said, Jeff Fisher – Said Vince didn't have to stay as long as he rehabbed it. They said they wanted him to stay, but with Vince, if you made him stay, he would just pout and make it miserable on everybody. And there, you know, there was the Pittsburgh game. Okay, mm, right. Pittsburgh game where obviously he got oof, it was, it was awful, but you know he called the play in the huddle, and Chris Johnson, said, hey, that that call that line call doesn't fit, fit the play, mm-hmm. and Vince basically told him to shut up, and then Vince dropped back, James Harrison came free, uh, Chris lunged to try and just. Just try and help out any way you can. Strip the ball. There were so many times every game. I was told that there's one lineman in there whose job it was to huddle everybody up real fast because you knew Vince was going to screw up the play. And somebody else in there, I think it was Michael Roos, to correct the play. You know, to correct what he, on some times. you know? a mess. So,
0: What an absolute it's mess. It's a mess. And that's the thing. So if then the how, does he win how does he win games? He's that, because he's, he's that, that, that physically good. talented? Oh,
1: absolutely. Physically, he's – oh, my God. It's, he so talented. if he studied and he was a professional – He should learn from Michael Vick. You know, Michael Vick, if you had to go to work from 9 to 5... Post-Leavenworth. Right, but I'm used to before Leavenworth... Without the Leavenworth. If he had to go in there 9 to 5, he'd be there 8.59 and leave at 5.01. Now, Michael Vick doesn't leave the damn office. And he's befriended all the coaches. You know, he wants to work with Juan Castillo, the old line coach, to really learn about line calls. He wants to work work with the DB coach to see, you know, different coverages. That's what Vince
0: needs to do. So can this firing that has just happened Mm -hmm. to him be his... Wake up De facto call? Leavenworth. Yes, the, the 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 wake up call without the horrifying uh, charges and stay in a federal prison. Only if he
1: thinks it's his fault. If he doesn't think it's his fault, well then he's a fool. Well, th- that's if it. If he doesn't think it's you his know, fault. when we were training, you know, Matt Liner for that one year, right? A couple or years that ago. he has no.
0: Uh, let me put this way: he is a fool if he thinks he has no bearing on what happened. With, with Jeff Fisher, and I understand that he didn't think that the coach wanted him there or whatever. Whichever team brings him on, he'll have that feeling of being wanted because mm-hmm. they brought him in specifically.
1: But you want to see him bust his ass. You know, we used to train, you know, Matt Liner for the one season in our mixed martial arts program. Yes. One thing we kept saying to him is, hey, we don't want to know where it's everybody else's fault. We don't want to hear any of that. You look in yourself and find the littlest, smallest pieces where it's your damn fault, mm-hmm. and you correct those. We don't want to hear that it was your coach or this quarterback. or this. We don't want to hear it. You look in yourself, and even if you think maybe there's a chance this could have been your fault, make that your fault and mm-hmm. correct it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Vince needs to do. Everything, he needs to make everything his fault and correct it all. Where and do you th- think he's going to do that? I no. don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody
0: does either. But a I, lot of people, people do Michael does. Vick did I hope he does because I'd love to see him uh, with with uh, the professional attitude that everybody says that he mm. needs because my god how Make how, how super would he be um, so where do you think he goes who do you think takes would Harbaugh take a shot on him I know he's a West, once a west coast offense he might
1: not be the quarterback there, but who would take a shot? With him? I, you know, again, I don't, I don't know. Only I don't want to guess because I haven't talked to everybody. Right, I know. You know how I do? I I like to talk to people. It's very early. And get their
0: like I said, all of these storylines have been completely forgotten mm. because we're so focused on right. the most incredible playoff season I think I've ever seen mm-hmm. with all these games. But uh, that's why I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get ahead of the story here in the fact that uh, where, where Mike Vince go? Where do you think McNabb would go? Where do you think any of these guys? McNabb has to play in a West Coast offense. So then, why wouldn't he go? to san francisco why wouldn't they take him there might i don't maybe they would maybe well you know again, again
1: i haven't talked to him I so i don't want to say I, I don't know
0: what, and one last thing from you, then yeah. uh, kevin cobb yeah is there is there a price that, i would that, trade him but
1: i i think it's going to be it has to be a ridiculous steep offer because you know michael vick he he puts himself in harm's way too much yes and you got kevin at a very cheap price why would you possibly get rid of him Business-wise, doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. If, the, if somebody comes up and says, we'll give you two number ones, mm-hmm. yeah, as long as you have somebody in there that you know could really cover Mike's tracks if he goes down. But we just talked about it. There aren't, there aren't a lot of options out there at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. They have probably the best backup in the league on their team right now. Mm-hmm. And you got them at a cheap price. And I know you could say, well, we can get them. You know, maybe you trade them by – it's even by trading deadline. You can't do that because – you know, a team, you know, they can't just plug him in right there. Exactly. Different. So you, know. you think he stays put? If I was the Eagles? Right. I would keep him, yeah. But somebody, Unless somebody comes to me and says, here's a couple of number ones, and you have this, and you have that. And, yeah, but I don't see anybody coming up with two that, ones. That's Steve. Yeah, like right. a Jared Allen-type deal. no, Or Jay Cutler-type deal? No, I don't see it.
0: Do you want to make a prediction on the championship Sundays? Do you want to do
1: that? <sighs> you know what, man? Who's, i got I to be honest with you. Hmm? I've tried to, like – it's like paralysis by overanalysis. I go back and forth. If you ask me right now, yeah, that's, what you, I would, I would, that's what I am actually in, doing. An hour yes, later, it would that. change. I just I, it, the more people I talk to on each team, I keep getting convinced. And I hear this, and I hear they're going to do this, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do this.
0: Anybody can win. It is. It really It's like any given yeah. championship Sunday. It and really the, is. you
1: know what the great part is? They're so incredibly evenly matched. You look at Pittsburgh and you look at at the Jets. They're they man, are they evenly matched? They you know, know what I mean, other. you look at these two teams in the NFC Central, and uh, NFC North. And if you put these two teams out there a hundred times, mm-hmm. they go 50-50. and 50. You
0: know what's amazing is that all season long we're talking about, going into the season was all about the NFC East, McNabs and D.C. Right. And the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas. are hosting the Super Bowl this year, and they just had a huge win last year in the playoffs, their first one in Lord knows how long. And the Eagles, what are they going to do with Kevin Cobb? You know, and the Giants were sort of under the radar. And then the season plays out, and then right. suddenly we're all on the NFC South. Look at how Tampa right. is doing. And, wow, the Saints are under the radar because Atlanta's doing mm-hmm. so well. And the NFC yes, North is the one that's left standing.
1: You know, it's interesting. Before the season, and you know this, I picked the Bears to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Not to have the number two seed, but to go to the playoffs. I, I felt that Minnesota would implode mm-hmm. a lot because of Favre. Right. A lot because of Chile. A lot because, you know, whenever you go get successful with a lot of teams mm-hmm. – after that season, a lot of guys go, I'm the reason. I'm the reason. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to keep these guys together. It's hard to keep guys from wanting more money or get ticked off because they don't get more money. Minnesota had a lot of guys like that this year. But because of all the drama, whether it was Adrian Peterson and, and, and Chile, whether it was Favre and Chile, whether it was this, whether it was that, whether it was a stadium. With, I mean, it's just something with Sidney Rice, uh, uh, Percy Harvin with the migraines and him disappearing. And then he comes back two weeks later. I just saw there was so much drama I just saw them imploding. And the Bears, man, I just loved what they were going to do. That defense, I thought they were going to back. Forte, I, I thought Forte was going to make a bigger difference than, than anybody on the offensive he, side now of the ball. he is. I he mean, is he's, now.
0: He's got, I mean, in terms of the, he had 1,000, I saw something, 1,000 yards rushing and over 500 yards right. receiving. The only other guy in the history of the team is, is Sweetness. Mm-hmm. So he's doing well. Okay, that was a great way of dancing on the fact that you're not giving me a prediction for championship. Because we're doing I mean, the game, I can't do it. All right, good job. Like Thank that. you, Jay. Yeah, Thank you Jay. We'll see you on Super Sunday. Would you like anything else? Thank you for my the My socks, no, actually, underwear, I would give like you the I, I, would give, socks. I would ask for your coffee, but it seems like there's backwash <laughs> in there right now, a little venti backwash with Jay Glazer. Thank,
1: Thank you, you brother. For being you Always guys. like it. Thanks.
0: All right, let's talk about the championship games right now with my quarterback, Trent Green, and Moose Johnston. Daryl, your ring is is just sparkling right in my face. Which <laughs> ring is this that you've got on your hand right uh, That's from 30. Which one is that?
2: for all of us are against Pittsburgh. Yes.
0: Oh, is that on purpose? No, you alive? it's easy
2: on and off. Okay. I think I've got some arthritis going on with the other one's so on off. Well. So that's the
0: uh that's the Larry Brown Ring. It is the Larry Brown Ring. Larry Brown Ring. Ah, <laughs> and that's the You know what, if you think it's the only Super Bowl the Steelers have ever been to and lost. They usually go and win. They're not used to losing. The question is, Trent Green, do they make the Super Bowl this year? Let's talk the AFC championship game.
3: You know, I think they do. I do. I think they uh, they obviously have an experienced crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they are solid on defense. They're they are number one in a number of different categories and, and near the top in a bunch of other categories. Uh, you know, Leboe is their defensive coordinator, always has a great game plan, always has them playing well. Troy Palomalu brings a presence, brings a different He's a difference maker. He's going to be playing in this game. He didn't play in the game against the Jets last time they played a few weeks ago, so... Uh, I do think they do it, and, and Ben Roethlisberger has the experience. So, yeah, I like, I like their chances. Darrell, do you concur? Do you agree?
2: No, I, I just think that the the Jets right now, I mean, to take down Peyton Manning and to take down Tom Brady, uh, you know, doing some things a little bit differently than they have all season long, it shows that this team is, is doing a lot of research, getting ready for these games. You know, that there's some teams that this is what we do, and we're going to go into the game and we're just going to execute and uh, we're going to take our shot. Uh, it seems like the Jets... You know, there's more emphasis on attacking the opponent from, from game to game. I think they'll have something completely different for Ben Roethlisberger. Uh-huh. He's, very, he's very different as a quarterback compared to Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Um, the big thing is, is I like the way everything functions together. And the last time they played, there were nine points scored by special teams in defense during the course of that game. So all three phases function very, very well together. And uh, I know that Pittsburgh's got a great defense. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Dick LeBeau. Sounds like you're going Jets. You? I think I'm going Jets. It's been 41 years. I'm a big f- I love when teams get in and they haven't been there for a long time.
0: It's, it's, it's 1968 <laughs> champions in the 1969 calendar year. It was when Namath uh, was wagging that number one, walking off the Orange Bowl turf. It's been a long time. Yeah, too long. So you think the Jets are going to go to the Super Bowl?
2: I do. I think they're going to find a way to run the football, and I know that that's the tough one. And that and is the tough Pittsburgh one. Pittsburgh is so good against the run. The linebacking core and their their defensive line, that front seven, is, is outstanding. But I think that the Jets do as good a job as any. And now a lot of it depends on Brad Smith. How healthy is he going into this game? Because I think he adds an element that challenges a defense like From that. From that pistol formation. Exactly, exactly.
0: It's yeah, a they, lot of things they, that are they, technical. They tried LT on some sort of wildcat direct snap <laughs> that he fumbled the ball. Right. I mean, it was a total disaster. They put that one right back in the uh, right. in the playbook bag and sealed it up and threw it away, I think, after that one. But, I mean, but if you think about it, I think you make a good point here, Moose, in the fact that Everybody talks about how this team has grown and Sanchez has grown. I think Rex Ryan has grown as a coach. I remember last year, uh, his first game against the Miami Dolphins, when the Dolphins were hitting him in the mouth with the uh, Wildcat. And there was two minutes to go in the game, and Miami's moving it down the field, moving it down the field, and Rex had all three of his timeouts left. And he didn't use them. If you remember, they scored, Ronnie Brown popped in the end zone to beat them on the final seconds of a Monday night football game, that the Jets, if they had burned their timeouts, they would have had the ball back. And the reason why he didn't burn his timeouts, he said, is because he thought that that would not have been showing his trust in his defense that they could stop him. And I thought to myself, well, that sounds like a defensive coordinator who's now a head coach. Mm-hmm. The head coach needs to think about the contingency plans. Now Rex, I mean, that's, he's a different head coach now. I mean, he's a totally different person where you're talking about, here's his mentality. He's supposed to be a one-note guy. We're going to hit you in the mouth. We're going to blitz. We're going to confuse you. We're going to scheme. And then Peyton Manning, Oh no, no. We're going to back off. Tom Brady, we're dressing 11 cornerbacks. Go stand back there and pat the ball until somebody comes get you. I, I, I think what he's done has been remarkable. Uh, but I, as you pointed out, Trent, they do have a lot of intangibles to Steelers, including home field advantage on, on Sunday.
3: Well, there is a lot. And you, and you can't say enough about the job Rex Ryan's done. You know, he's... Uh, You know, you look at his second year as a a head coach and the success that he's had in the playoff in such a short time with such a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. He did a great job, I think, of bringing in LaDainian Tomlinson. It added another dimension uh, that Thomas Jones didn't have. It gives him a nice shift between uh, Sean Green and himself. Jason Taylor was a nice addition. He brings somebody coming off the edge, uh, you know, getting Durrell Rivas signed and getting him back and. You know, he we missed they missed him for a while, and now he's back and healthy and back in the swing of things, and Cromartie was a nice addition. They've, they've done some good things, and I think he has a much better grasp of the team. I think what really catches me is, you know, we're in this day and age where everybody says and does the right things because of the media, all the different media outlets. There's tweets, there's blogs, there's TV, radio, newspaper, all the different outlets, and, and everybody's kind of been programmed to, to answer certain ways, and, and this team does the exact opposite, and that's a direct reflection of their head coach, and, and, I, and I love that about him that uh that he goes out and he leads, and the team follows, and they they say, okay, if this is the way the head coach is going to react, and he's talking bravado and and mm-hmm. you know this is what we're going to do, then then let's back it up and and I really think that that team has taken on his personality. I think that started a year ago uh, when the shift was from Mangini you know to Rex Ryan, and now I think the team it's even taken it to a whole other level, taking on that uh, uh, taking on that you know that attitude and and really the one person that I think will dictate the game for them is going to be Mark Sanchez. You know, I think he has to be able to handle that. I think, you you know, you go back and I remember watching the HBO, the hard knocks and, and, you know, you'd see him in the meeting and his shoulders were drooping right. and his head was drooping. They—they they, didn't, didn't have a binder. Get, have they his binder. To, yeah, they got to a fine system where it's like every time you, know, you give that look on your face, we're fining you because that's not how a quarterback needs to carry himself. So his growth this year has, has been tremendous and he, he's done a good job. It's just, you know, that's going to be a tough place going into Pittsburgh. But I, but I do agree with you it's, on Rex Ryan's it still seems evolution so that, as that, a head coach.
0: Yeah, it still seems that that quarterback's still there, though. You know what I mean? That the quarterback oh, that,
3: that, yeah. that needs to be bucked up
0: every now and <laughs> right, then right. and 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 say hey you know uh you're our guy it just seems that he's still there isn't that amazing uh, it that, really is well, i that, mean i guess
3: it is i mean i know he's young but i mean he's been under the microscope at usc he's been under the mic you can't be under a bigger microscope than, than in he, new york he, and if he, and, he
0: wins on sunday he'll have more road playoff wins than any quarterback ever unbelievable five was, well, you know, it's because you and Troy were, were home all the time in the playoffs, <laughs> but, you know, most of the time.
2: But I had a Stallback. I had a Len Dawson. You know, there's a I lot know, of guys from going, this era absolutely. that are there. You keep going
0: back and back. What, what, in your estimation, does Pittsburgh need to do? Let me flip the script on you. What should Pittsburgh
2: do to beat the Jets? It's kind the, of the same formula. I, I think that they're very, very similar teams. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, both are kind of driven by their defense. I think that that's one of the reasons that Ben Roethlisberger is not mentioned when we talk about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and and now even Drew Brees because when you play New Orleans and Indianapolis and New England the first thing that comes out of the coach's mouth okay we got to shut down the quarterback we got to take what when you play Pittsburgh it's more on the offense to handle Dick LeBeau's defense Uh, it's more about stopping Rashard Mendenhall Mm -hmm. and even if that's not fair even if Pittsburgh has changed from what they were the perception about that team and that franchise is still about great defense and running the football even though there's been a big change with Bruce Arians Mm -hmm. and Ben Roethlisberger but to me, for, for Pittsburgh to be successful, um, it, it's, it's establishing the running game, playing great defense, allowing Ben to make the plays down the field when he has the opportunity. Uh, a lot of people talk about rematches in the playoffs and, and what you gain from that. It, to me, when you're, when you're playing a team that you played in the uh, regular season or Green Bay, Chicago, when you're playing a division rival, everything comes down to execution. And when you've got a veteran quarterback – leading that team, mm-hmm. you would think that the execution by Pittsburgh offensively will be better than what Mark Sanchez will be able to do for the Jets. So I think it all comes down to Ben. Mm-hmm. If, if he executes that offense uh, at a high level and, and makes the plays when they're there to be made, then, uh, then they should be able to win that game. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, the youngest quarterback to
0: ever start and win a Super Bowl, now the graybeard of <laughs> <Yeah>. the quarterbacks <laughs> remaining in this playoff field, as you pointed out with Green Bay and Chicago, Aaron Rodgers and Jay Cutler. Cutler just played in his first career playoff game. His first career playoff pass attempt was for 58-yard touchdown. Not, about a, way, not a bad way to start. And Aaron Rodgers, Trent, he is out of his head. I mean, he, <laughs> he, is. Or, or he is playing up to the expectation and the abilities that we always thought that he could. Where, where do you rank Aaron Rodgers' playoff
3: play in terms of what you've seen out of quarterbacks in the postseason? Well, I think first off, for me, it's going to be ranking him in, in the regular seat in the in the quarterbacks that are out there, and, and you know, obviously, everybody puts Peyton Manning and Tom Brady at the top, whether one-two or two-one, whoever it is. And then Drew Brees is in that argument. Philip Rivers and, and Aaron Rodgers has to be right in that top five. He has to be in that argument with the Drew Brees and the Philip Rivers uh, because so you of, know Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> That's true. You, you left Ben <laughs> out of mix. It is, but you know, a lot happens. of that a lot of that comes down to numbers and, and what's asked of him, well, also, you know. And, and Ben is asked to to, to manage it, a game differently. Also but, has
0: to do with off the field stuff too. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you cannot put a guy on the pedestal right. when he's been suspended, and he's you know people are still wondering what was going through his head with his teammates right. and acting the way he was within his own locker room. So I think that's that's why people do knock him down a peg. Now a third Super Bowl ring two weeks from now, <laughs> that'll put him back. <laughs> yeah, at mean, that point you have to.
2: Right. And, and there's there's other people in the Hall of Fame that that have had questionable off field behavior that we still regard as, as great football players. No question. Uh, so, yeah, he, if, if he does it now, you've got three, you're, you're an elite company. Right. But you're saying he's not going to the Super Bowl anyway. I'm saying he's not. Okay, but
0: Aaron Rodgers darn may well the ability, if he continues yeah. to play the way he plays. Can he do that against the Chicago Bears team that knows him very well and it beat him once already this year in the building that he's going to? Uh, on Sunday and held him to just 10 points in a must-win game just a few weeks ago in Lambeau Field.
3: Well, I think the thing that impresses me, well, there's a number of things that impress me about his game, but Aaron's ability to make his reads throw accurately in the pocket but when he breaks outside the pocket, he doesn't get enough credit for his ability to run the ball. He doesn't get enough credit for his ability to run and buy time. And I think that really is where they get some of their big plays. When he breaks down the defense or the pressure, gets outside the pocket and creates those passing lanes for the receivers down the field. And he's so accurate on the run. We've been breaking down film and looking at him uh, for a couple of weeks now trying to you know pinpoint what exactly he does. And, and he's just so accurate on the move. And I think that's really uh, what has kind of separated him and made him the special player that he is is no matter how you defend him, he's going to find a way or he has uh, a part of his game that can attack what you're doing. Peppers at Donaje,
0: uh, that uh, defensive backfield that seems to have been locking down some receivers. You've yeah. seen the Bears quite a bit. You just saw them on Fox. You called that game for the Bears to gain this championship game? Where do you stand on the issue of the Bears' defense against Aaron Rodgers?
2: I, I go back to the Philadelphia game after Thanksgiving when Philadelphia, not only the NFC, but maybe the NFL at that time, the hottest, most explosive team. Uh, Michael Vick was playing just lights out. Uh, he didn't have a turnover at that time. Right. And you talk to the Bears, what are you going to do? Now, this is a different type of offense with Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin and Brent Selick, uh, LaShawn McCoy. There's so many weapons out there. You know, What are you going to do? And you just, we're going to. Play our game. And you're like, yeah, you can't play your game against these Not against these guys. They went out and they played their game, and the down four got pressure. They they, they had Michael Vick on the run. Uh, he had his worst game by far that day, and it was Julius Peppers. Matt Towino at that time, who's now been replaced by Tommy Harris, who's, mm-hmm. who's playing very, very well. Uh, Israel Adonaj on, on the other side. Tommy, Tommy Harris, Harris is, is back. Tommy Harris is back. Exactly. And that nobody's really talking about that right now. But this is, this is just, you know, early December or, you know, or late November right after Thanksgiving. And Tommy was still not in that rotation yet. Right. He played himself into that spot, and he played very, very well against Seattle. So they've got a great rotation up front. They know the defense as well as anybody, and and I, we get into terms, and it's, it's reroutes and landmarks. But for this defense, that is very important because the cover two is a big part of that, and when you see the big plays happen, it was somebody that didn't reroute a receiver to the outside, and it's my, my thing for Aaron Rodgers is his ability to that, and here comes a guy off of his spot. And that's when he comes back this way. And now there's room to fit that. Ball. Just pump fake with his shoulder or his eye. Well, can you explain Urlacher a, and <laughs> People, you know, on
0: their commute right now are driving behind the wheel. I'm sorry, yeah. Because what did what, he, did, what, did he, what did he did just do? Just do? <laughs> he no, pump fake. The, he pump fake. fake. the hard pump fake is yeah. what gets is what gets yeah. people. And,
2: and actually, Brian Urlacher was very very worried about that against Matt Hasselbeck last weekend because Matt's he, he's underrated in that right, ability to with all his movement. Yeah, he really is. And and they made him they made him. I thought he played excellent. I thought he put the ball in great spots, but it, some guys they, dropped it. It's yeah, they had him. Had him yes, under
0: let's pressure. Be I mean, their day was. Their was, day was was, was, was year, their day right. <laughs> against the Saints. So who wins it? Who wins the NFC Championship game? I'm, I'm picking Green Bay. I Green think
3: Bay. Yeah, I think they're they're playing so hot right now. I know. Uh, I know every team. Both teams defended their home field during the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, but but uh, you know, I had a chance to do the uh, uh, for Westwood One Radio. I did the Green Bay. Uh, Philadelphia playoff game, and just to to you know remark on what Moose said, they just they just are so good right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're just the way they're they're playing defensively. They're they're playing well offensively. Aaron Rodgers is has just been out of his mind at the level he's playing, and and not that Chicago can't win the game, but uh, but right now I'm looking at Green Bay. But by the way, at all of the divisional games in the weekend, where there was
0: a, a rematch, right? Every team, well, was all of them were rematches. Every team that lost in the building, in the previous instance this year, all won. The Steelers lost. So to you're the Ravens. reinforcing me. Thank I'm you, Rich. I appreciate it. The that. Ravens lost to the. <laughs> this is just. This yes. is sort of you <laughs> know astrology. Yes. Just sort yes. of you yes. could pick out any. You're stuff. lining up like, the stars for me. Just saying, Thank you. Thank I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you remember the, the Steelers lost to the Ravens in Heinz Field. Steelers won. Jets lost to the Patriots and Gillette. Jets won. The Packers lost. To the Falcons in the Georgia Dome. Falcons win. I mean, the Packers win.
2: And the Bears lost to Seattle in Soldier Field. Bears win. So maybe, just maybe. Just maybe. But now you've got two parts to that. Well, It happened get- before, so that means it's going to happen again, or it already happened, so it can happen. <laughs> now I'm totally confused <laughs> no, see, about my stupid, <laughs>
0: insignificant point.
2: Who wins the <laughs> NFC Championship game? Green either? Bay. You, you, I just don't think Chicago can match down the ladder at the wide receiver position. And uh, I watched Charles Tillman and Tim Jennings play as well as is, is I've seen him play all season. And I know that we're talking about Seattle's wide receivers uh, and not Green Bay's in that situation, but, but they were a non-factor, complete non-factor. So when you take somebody out of the game to that extent, I, I think it is a big deal. The question for me is not just Charles Tillman and Tim Jennings, it's what happens now with Zach Bowman and DJ Moore against Jordy Nelson and James Jones. As those, you've been a part of it. When you've got, when you can go that deep on the outside and you challenge mm-hmm. that defense to get to their nickelback and their dime cover guy. And try and match up with the skills that these guys have. They've they've all gone sixty plus this year for a touchdown. Mm. This is this is such an explosive, such an explosive offense. And the fact that Green Bay, yeah, they found the run against Philadelphia, and they they tinkered with it against Atlanta. That's what that's not how this team is built. And that that bodes well against Chicago, because Chicago is great against the run. It's it's the pass mm-hmm. where they struggle. So I just think that Green Bay is built right now to be able to attack that so defense. Trent Green says
0: Steelers Packers. And Daryl Moose Johnston says Jets Packers in Super Bowl 45. I think either one of those scenarios would make your boss David Hill and Eric Shanks very. Very happy. They're excited They'll right now it. because they, they, they does, are completely happy with any matchup, any matchup that comes up. up absolutely. They,
2: they love them. Uh, they've excited. gone through all the scenarios, and they say there's <laughs> such great things with every matchup. So they're, they're really, really excited about the Final Four. It's th- what a
3: season this has been. Oh, well, just the history of all four oh, organizations. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, can, you have storylines, you know, endless storylines with all four teams. Yeah. And, I can't, and I can't believe, and you, you told me this yesterday,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: from 1970 to 1990, mm-hmm. they wouldn't allow teams from the same division to play until the championship. Correct. Right. But still. In the playoffs. For Chicago and Green Bay, mm-hmm. this is only the second time in the history of those two franchises. The, the 1941
0: playoffs. Western Division playoff, because they both had the same record. They had to play a game off seven days after Pearl Harbor in 1941 and then this coming Sunday. And the 1941 and this year, only two of four times the Bears and Packers ever made the playoffs, period, in the same year. That's the crazy thing that they've been up and down. It is just wild how the crossroads are intersecting for the Bears to take on the Green Bay Packers in this game for the right to win the Lombardi trophy and the Packers going into Soldier Field for the right to hold the Halas
2: (laughs) trophy up
0: in Soldier Field. That's blood sport, guys. It's good stuff. It's going to be you. fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Appreciate as always. Good. Thanks. Thank you. That's Trent Green. That's Darren Moose Johnson. My thanks to Jay Glazer, who you can follow on Twitter, at Jay Glazer, for being on this special podcast as well. I'm Rich Eisen, signing off for next week on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Papa Johnson.